Welcome to Sammy's Treasures, Revealing the Jewels of Autism. This is Episode 7, Reclaiming Our Sentience. The intention for this podcast is that you will hear and feel the message, Transmissions with Clarity and Focus. You will listen with your heart. You will experience non-judgment. You will experience states of non-duality. You will experience the pure tones of love, which comes from the zero-point field. That these messages and transmissions will assist you in shifting to the new platform as a soul-based being. The messages will align with each of you to your unique soul matrix and assist in internalizing the soul consciousness to live as an omniversal law of one being. So we're going to take up what we discussed in from the last podcast. We talked about consent and consensus, and that these days we often feel like we don't always know what we're fully consenting to. We're seeking full disclosure and there's a lot of new rules and regulations being implemented with the intention of having full disclosure so that we know what we're consenting to. The problem, however, is that laws and regulations based on man's laws, so to speak, that is not in full alignment with the universal law of one will always fall short because laws and regulations are mental body constructs so that we can contemplate consent and consensus through more of a left brain mental process. But in order to have long lasting change, we must understand the deeper energetics of our sentience and our emotional nature so that we can fully consent uh, at an energetic level, that we have not just the words in front of us of what we're consenting to, but that we can feel that what the consent means. And if there are any hidden agendas in these consent agreements, which has become so so common. And, you know, I, I feel like we do need those kinds of consent agreements uh, right now as we're continuing to evolve because we're primarily mental-based uh, human beings right now. And so you do want to make clear verbally and perhaps in writing what uh, what it is that we're consenting to and have a better understanding but again, like from the last episode, Lucy is wanting to take us, think think more about what's happening at an energetic level. So before we get more into uh, sentience and uh, omniscience with Sammy, want to talk a little bit more about a consensus. So consensus, there's a similar process going on as in consent. Uh, but consensus we usually think of when a group of people are, are coming together. We think of a group 
and that they're going to come to uh, some sort of decision for uh, another group or on behalf of another group. So, you know, you might have a consensus amongst a board, you know, that are making decisions for a corporation or um, in our government, we have elected governmental bodies that uh, represent the people uh, like the Senate and the and the Congress or House of Representatives, and that these people are going to, you know, have discussions, pros and cons, and then come to a consensus. But um, so, but with this, Lucy wants us to understand that there is what's happening at that level too is a group collective consciousness that these people are coming together and they are forming a collective consciousness. And so a group matrix or pattern is created amongst the members. There's energetic cords uh, um, amongst the members. And so we, you know, hopefully there is uh, coherence within within this group and um, that when they're making decisions that they are truly doing it from uh, the, the most compassionate and heart-based platform uh, that they can, right? And if you're like me, though, this word consensus makes me a little uncomfortable or squirm because it implies that usually what we're used to is if there's a consensus um, for one one decision going in a certain direction or a certain way, that somehow someone else is going to lose out in that decision or someone will not be happy. And so it's a consent and consensus has sort of become this really nebulous and, and uncomfortable and um, possibly unconscious kind of um, consciousness, or lack of a better word, that we have been dealing with, but not really thinking about what consent and consensus means. So consensus at those small levels of, of people coming together to make decisions is a collective consciousness. But the other aspect that Lucy wants to bring forward is that consensus is about, again, collective consciousness. And so uh, many of you listening probably have heard this idea that we create our reality, that we co-create our reality, that as individuals, we, you know, sort of create our reality and that our minds and our thought patterns influence what we receive or what is manifested uh, around us. But uh, also consensus as a group collective consciousness implies that we are somehow uh, agreeing at some level to uh, some of these economic foundations, educational foundations, financial institutional foundations, um, governmental, you know, foundations of how things will operate. And so what we manifest in that collective then is sort of 
constrained by um, that group collective. Now, some of you might say, oh, no, no, I am manifesting all kinds of wonderful things in my life. But um, again, kind of, you know, what we talked briefly about in the last podcast was that um, we're manifesting within a certain bandwidth, within certain uh, that means with, within certain vibrations, because everything manifesting has a has a vibration. There's a pattern to it that has to come together and um, like become a coherent field, right? I mean, even the the chair that I'm sitting on, there are atoms that are vibrating. There's energy between the atoms to form molecules, and so this is what we mean by the energetics of it, that even in our physical reality, there is uh, energy that is holding this reality together. And so there are platforms underneath what we see is, is manifest. So this idea of uh, group collective consciousness uh, plays a big role and is important in how we all transition, as many people as, as possible, how we all transition to a, uh, a tri-wave or fifth dimensional consciousness where, where polarity is balanced, right? Polarity meaning opposite, these opposite forces that come together and... Uh, in a sense, holds this reality together at the basic atomic level. This would be like the electron with a negative charge and the proton in the nucleus that has a positive charge, right? So those seemingly opposing forces are kind of coming together uh, to form our reality. But the collective consciousness and the collective reality that we create then is important because at some level, we're agreeing that we're only working with a certain uh, bandwidth or within within a certain uh, bandwidth of, of the energy and the vibrations that are available to us. And so the types of things that then in a third dimensional reality that will that we have been co-creating is, you know, is the things that we we know and that we see. But now in a fifth dimensional balanced tri-wave consciousness and platforms, then we have the potential of working with higher and higher frequencies and, and vibrations. And so this idea of uh, group collective consciousness is important in how we are consenting at the uh, unconscious levels of what our reality is going to be. And it is, um, and I know some people are saying, you know, that the underworld and all that is, is closed. And in a sense, it is. Three, third dimensional reality is no longer really being supported. I know that's kind of a an out there concept because what we see is still looks like 3D and there's a lot of um, breaking down that's taking place 
And so more and more of what was hidden is now surfacing because uh, the unconscious now is coming to the surface and has been coming to the surface, right? As examples, um, it would be things like um, Bill Cosby, you know, uh, a family icon that many people adored for decades and in the last, you know, a couple of years ago that uh, it came out that the some of the very offensive um, things that he was doing to women in uh, his position of uh, so-called uh, fame and power, right? So these things are coming to the surface and have been coming to the surface, but now we're going to be asked to look even even deeper at what has been going on in this unconscious meaning what are we uh, what have we been consenting to at that deeper unconscious level you know how do hidden agendas you know take take place why are these hidden agendas in these agreements and so this requires us to look deeper at what it means to be a, uh, a collective consciousness and why have there been hidden agendas and how has there been in hidden, hidden agendas. And so this part is where Sammy wants to you know, kind of dive in deeper about uh, sentience. So in order to talk about sentience, she wants us to kind of uh, entertain, and that, that's not the right word, not in a funny way, but contemplate this metaphor that the kids had brought forward about how, about original creation, so to speak. And, and again, we're not trying to start another religion or, or another kind of Bible or anything. You know, this is metaphors and similes to wrap our minds around looking at something in a, in a slightly different way. This concept of uh, formlessness before there was any creation. So before there was any creation, we can imagine that there was just formlessness formless as uh, omnipresence and omniscience, meaning that it was just a pure state of, of beingness. And, you know, there's not even, not even really consciousness. This was before even consciousness. This is formlessness where there is no even principle of masculine or feminine, no mother or father concept, you know, it, it, it just is beingness and vastness of being. And so in this, um, there is formlessness that in, perhaps we can imagine that there's beingness with some movement within this formlessness. And so somehow there's an exhale, right, of the first emanation out of formlessness and this one sphere for lack of a better concept right that is formed and this exhale let's say is the first breath that creates this uh 
this first form, which is a sphere of itself. And it wonders like, wow, what just happened? How did that happen? You know, and so we can imagine that this first sphere is like I, you know, and then it does it again. So it's exhaled. Another exhale happens. And now you have another, the second emanation. This one, because it's from a, a different sort of breath or a second breath, now has a slightly different um, quality to it. But now, because there are two, it can contemplate I am. Because for the first time, it sees itself in a different way. It, it can look upon itself and say, wow, I see you, you see me. There's this, um, you know, even this separation. But in the separation uh, of these two unique uh, aspects of itself, it's completely in awe of what just happened and what what is created. And so we can imagine that this uh, these first two is like the seed of the mother and the father or a masculine and feminine. But the important part is that within this formlessness, right, was this omniscience and that these two breaths then that was exhaled is connected to this omniscience of beingness, you know, because it came out of that uh, formlessness. This formless omniscience, from what Sammy wants to convey, is like the seed of sentience and the seed of the emotional body. And the two spheres that are created now and because it can see itself in a whole new way is the seed of consciousness. It's aware at a level that was never possible before when it was just pure, vast, omnipresence. The point that she wants us to understand and to think about is that the human avatar being is gifted with both of these aspects of consciousness, right? Being aware now, being able to reflect on itself, see itself, this what we might be called insight, but it is still connected with this omniscience and has omniscience, which means like a sentient awareness of itself. And so the human body is templated with those two aspects. And so when it's said that the mental and emotional body are one in the physical human avatar form, it was meant to be one, operating in oneness because the sentience and the consciousness together really uh, provides information to formlessness, formless vastness, information in a totally new way so that, you know, it, it, uh, it's experiencing itself in really a, an awe-inspiring, magnificent, and fantastic way that it never was able to have before. And so our sentience you know, is like in the gut area. So when we people talk about that gut intuition, 
the um you know the the instinct the deeper instinct not as an animal instinct but this deeper instinct that is the phys- the physical body and our sensory system our five senses that we know of so far and and you know a lot of I know a lot of people believe that there are there are more like a sixth sense is is one but we have actually uh, Sammy has said that we actually have 12 senses that we're capable of that it's hard to describe now what those are but we were supposed to have 12 senses and even our five senses now has been what you might call cut off to only feed the uh, the brain that we think of as as the mental body uh, and and consciousness, but consciousness is really something you know much much more nebulous and and grand. But anyway, the the sentient aspect is what gives us gives rise to feeling, right? Feeling through our senses. Uh, it's providing us with information from our environment, and not just our environment, but when we get, start to really awaken and uh, awaken to the multidimensional awareness, then feeling those vibrations, even in multidimensional space, which is in forming us, right? In form. These senses are meant to be very sensitive and uh, are a connection to the formless one as sort of an informational highway that exists even with our sentience and the vastness of original formlessness. Our senses are informational highways. So, you know, as many of you who are listening, you know, I know that you've been working with, uh, you know, clearing out the emotional body, clearing out the mental body, learning to to bridge, right, the, the two, so that we can get back to the original avatar human state, which is the true blueprint. You know, we've lost track of that ascending process, ascending an evolutionary process as we are able to integrate and synthesize with higher and higher vibrations of light codes information not sure what the right word to call it is that was uh, that was our trajectory having operating on a system where like the mental body and emotional body have been sort of separate uh, using mainly the m- mental body and probably mainly the left brain for most uh, of Western society anyway, that uh, it has led us to linear thinking and that we have primarily been valuing the intellectual capacity of really the left brain that a lot of other, we've had to, let's say, shut down a lot of other senses uh, even shut down to emotional pain. You know, we're taught to ignore it, just suck it up and just, you know, keep keep going. You know, don't do anything to, so that you look strange or that you, that doesn't make you look like you're fitting in. You know, kind of regimenting our educational system so that everyone, you know, kind of looks the same and we spit out 
you know, hopefully we're spitting out the same types of people who are really only operating with within a certain bandwidth and that any trauma and shame that may have happened to to you and us, that those emotional wounds are, you know, we're told to ignore them. We have grown up with a, a generations of people now who are really cut off from their emotional body. Boys aren't allowed to cry. I mean, that was the old, you know, school kinds of things. They have to be tough. It's It's been harmful to not just females, but to our, our boys as well, our males, you know, our husbands and grandfathers and, and fathers, you know. This has been the system that we have been operating under. And the byproduct of that then is that we have lost our omniscience, which is part of, of the blueprint, right? And there, are, there is so much in our, especially Western society, to numb the emotions, right? It's, it's been perpetuated because we're encouraged to numb ourselves, basically, numb the emotional body, numb the feeling body, numb our omniscient nature, that is that is there you know and and at times is screaming out and when it can no longer uh when it's not heard then you know can lead to uh disease when people have lost their connection to their sensory system and their feeling body their emotional body then it has been easy to manipulate humanity to imprint hidden agendas in the unconscious levels and layers without humanity even being aware of what we're consenting to. Consider that our youngest son, who is now a freshman in college, some of the stories that he tells us indicates that this manipulation and what I call really mind control programs start at from even a very young age. And many of you listening are aware of that. When he was on when he was home on break this past winter, we had a little bit of a discussion about vaping, vaping nicotine. He was telling me that it has become very, very prevalent for his peers around him to be vaping nicotine. He said he would just guess that perhaps 7 out of 10 are vaping nicotine and some who are, has for some it's become such a habit that they pull out their vape pens in the middle of a test and aren't even aware that they're pulling it out. When I was in college, and those of you who may be listening, Nicotine and cigarette use had decreased quite a bit. It wasn't, there weren't very many smokers around me and none of my friends in college were smokers at all. And it's very disconcerting to hear that now kids are vaping nicotine as if this is a safe, safer alternative. One of our other family friends, she recently showed me a a picture on Instagram, someone who, a 19-year-old young woman who had posted on Instagram her scans and pictures of her lungs. Apparently, she'd been vaping nicotine for several years, and the state of her lungs 
is it's very sad what they looked like. They were there was a lot of lung tissue. It looked like that was missing. It looked like from what I remember, a lungs of a, a smoker who had been smoking for fifty or sixty years. But this was a young woman who was had been vaping for for several years. Apparently, the message that kids are getting these days is that vaping is is safe that you can't damage your lungs by vaping because vaping originally came about to help smokers stop smoking. The message that kids are getting is that this is a safer alternative. Now they're finding that perhaps it's more dangerous than nicotine because of the chemicals that they put into the liquid. The level of mind control begins at a very young age. Even vaping nicotine is being promoted amongst middle schoolers. It begins, it sounds, sounds like it begins even younger than that, but middle school kids are, are targeted. Uh, this family friend of ours also, who has a uh, sister who's 12, said that a lot of the kids on school campuses have vaping pens and they're flavored with different uh, different candy flavors, cotton candy, you know, popcorn. You know, it makes you wonder then who they are marketing to because if you are consciously flavoring them, then it seems that they are marketing to young kids, at least teenagers or even adult teenagers, um, in order to entice them to use the product. That's To me, that's, that's mind control. That is people consciously enacting to make these kinds of products and sell it. They sell it next to the candy at your local 7-Eleven in places uh, of those kinds of convenience stores. So you can't tell me that people are not the adult people, uh, board pe- board members of corporations who are making these kinds of decisions that they're not conscious of what it is that they're that they're doing. The mind control starts young, and I call it mind control because they have to consciously ignore that perhaps this is not good for you, even if they're teaching in schools that this is not good for you even if they're hearing the messages from other teenagers or adults that have gone through it, like this young woman who had posted on Instagram, that she was trying to educate people that this is, this is not safe, it's not healthy, and that she has probably endured permanent lung, lung damage. But people don't listen, kids don't listen. And you wonder where the parents are and then you realize that a lot of the parents, we have grown up with this kind of numbing, so to speak, to disconnect from our emotional body, to disconnect from our intuition and our sentience, which would guide us and tell us what is not good for us, that we would feel what is not safe. And a lot of the adults are encouraged to drink and use alcohol to numb 
There's pharma- a whole pharmaceutical industry to treat depression and a whole host of other diseases likely caused by the dissonance and detachment that we have lived in that would tell us when we are not feeling good, when we are not safe, when something is not good for us. And so I feel I feel compassion for the adults. I feel compassion for the, the kids that are having to grow up with this. And at the same time, however, right, we have to continue, those who are listening, continue to do our part and our share in raising the consciousness on the planet, being informed about the different ways that this mind control is aimed at us to remain unconscious, to remain numb. It always amazed me in these end-of-the-world shows, if you've watched any of them, about civilization having been wiped out and small pockets of people that are left have to survive. And it always has amazed me that there's always never an unlimited supply of alcohol that, that they find, that they manage to find. That just tells you how much, how much numbing is promoted in our, in our system. I feel for those of you who are parents raising young children during this crucial time because the mind control programs you know, still go on. We're competing, we compete as parents with our kids and the peers that are around them that, that influence them. Uh, narcotics are really being pushed. Fentanyl is really being pushed in our area. And there have been several overdoses in uh, what I would call a short amount of time in our county alone. And it's sad when they have to teach kids something called roofing, which I didn't know about until probably the last few years, but it's taught in beginning in middle schools. And if those of you who aren't, might not be familiar with roofing, it is when someone has slipped something into your drink to make you forget or get you high or get you into a state of non-consciousness, literally. So that old, those old-time movie scenes and scenarios of the man from across the bar who sees this beautiful woman and buys her a drink, that is considered a big no-no these days because you don't know what they are putting into that drink. I know a friend of ours a few months ago had told me about a story about his son and a group of his friends, college friends, and they went down to Mexico. They were at a bar or a club, and one of the girls in their group all of a sudden started acting very loopy. They, One of them, who was sober enough, realized what may have happened to her and got her out of there right away because whoever she was dancing with and whoever whoever was around her may have probably had slipped her a drink, slipped something into her drink while she wasn't looking. And they, fortunately, this good friend, right, he noticed right away her behavior and so got her out of there and back to safety. So it's very sad that these kinds of things are are taking place, but there's 
you know, a lot of you listening, there's there's a big agenda that to keep humanity in its limited state, to keep the same unconscious state of being going because then it will limit our evolution and our continued ascension. Because if we really are able to take back our power as humans, as the human avatar, then those games of the few who will remain in power can continue and the distortions will will continue. In the last two or three years, we've seen major icons like Bill Cosby fall, meaning that the truth was being revealed. And consider that possibly there is even more to be revealed because what has been holding those hidden agendas together, what has been holding the power elite together must also be revealed. And I know there are other people that have been saying this probably longer than uh, I've realized and am now also stepping forward to to speak about, but we have to look at this is- these issues of the sale of humans into bondage, people who are who suddenly disappear and are likely sold into bondage in other parts of the world where they remain hidden, that there are satanic and luciferian rituals that are going on, children who disappear and their bodies found on shores with organs missing. And this is this happens in like third world countries, right? Maybe and I'm imagining that it happens in this country as well. And we don't want to think about it, but it's important to know that these things kinds these things do go on. The molestation and rape of children from a young age, which damages their light body and really interferes with the development of their soul connection. This is done on purpose to to do just that, especially those considered to be starseeds and very sensitive humans who have more of a sensory system intact. It's important to look at these things because, again... The kids, these autists from the seven higher heavens, they're not just here to shine the light on what's already, let's say, illuminated or to be the light, but to really even bring our awareness to what this extreme polarity has created and what we've been existing in. And those of you on the spiritual path and the ascension path, Many don't want to look at that very, very dark side, but it's imperative that we do acknowledge it, that we do look at it. And it doesn't mean that you have to drop everything and change your entire life in order to rescue these these people or rescue these children, unless, of course, they come into your awareness or for some reason, if they happen to step into your life, they may need uh, compassion and assistance. I'm not saying 
that, but to bring to our awareness that these things go on, that we must look at the light and the dark, the, sh- the deep collective shadow of humanity and what we have been existing in because as the avatar human, as that tri-wave balanced polarity is emerging, we must be that balanced polarity within ourselves, within our heart, by allowing our soul matrix to really come forward and to really connect with the human body as it has been, we must be able to look at the darkest of the dark and the lightest of the light because it is only in that way that we'll be able to truly clear out these hidden agendas, clear out these false imprints, clear out these distortions that we've been operating in. So this is a a big reason that they are here. That is one thing that Sammy really has impressed upon me in the last three years or so is that they're not just here for themselves. They are here for, for humanity. They're here to undo the distortions because it filters out and reverberates out into the all that is, the layers and layers that make up our reality. They make up the unseen realms, or what we consider to be the unseen realms, that is polluting, essentially, the, the fabric of, of creation. And so it's important that we acknowledge what is happening and what we have been living in and living and what we have been living under. So as you know, some have been calling this year the year of clarity, 2020 vision, to be able to to see more clearly. And this means seeing ourselves more clearly, seeing the shadow aspects. And I know lots of, a lot of us have been working on this shadow for, for a while. But consider that it's part of the imprint of our physical bodies that we've been living in that has created this shadow aspect. When we've been living in duality and not acknowledging that balanced principle of the third principle, which would balance out the the extreme polarity, then this is what we have gotten. And so we've been ping-ponging back and forth from shadow to light, shadow to light. And as we can bring that third principle back into our lives, the the tri-wave nature which is the balance of polarity, then we truly begin to neutralize those extremes. But we must be willing to look at it, see it, and witness it from as neutral a perspective as we can. One of the things that Sammy said, well, maybe a week or so ago, was that polarity is clarity, that... It helps us to see more clearly when we see the polarity playing out. 
polarity playing within ourselves and then the polarity consciousness of the collective human that we've been we've been operating in because we really have to get get a grasp on the collective human consciousness for us to really move forward with new templates and a whole new foundation otherwise we're going to keep creating the same thing and again i know a lot of people are manifesting have learned to manifest based on meditations and uh, mastering their thoughts accessing the quantum field but again the point to emphasize is also that in order for the collective humanity to continue to ascend and grow and evolve we must be willing to look at all aspects of the distortions that we have been living in to really establish a different template on the planet to really establish a whole new paradigm from which to co-create so what does it really mean to be omniscient to be an omniscient human because certainly i mean i don't feel like i'm omniscient and we often have just used that word to refer to god but sammy is saying that the first place to start is going to be with our physical physical bodies getting back in touch with our senses and really looking at the information that our senses are are giving us and this includes even our our organs our organs of the liver the lungs the heart the brain the the various systems of the body we are we have not been living as if the the body is is one we have not been aware of what goes on in our body and so we have to go to a doctor or have scans done in order to find out what's going on in your body if when we be, become uh sentient with our physical bodies and come to to trust what every part of our body is telling us even when it's in a state of imbalance then we are starting to really become sentient and we move towards omniscience now omniscience you know i don't know how far off that is but i think that's a good point that sammy is making is that we must first become sentient and perhaps omniscient with our own bodies really to learning to tune into what our senses are telling us because hearing seeing feeling through the skin to touching our hands our feet they are all giving us information and the sense that i'm getting right now is that even our feet is like a different uh, has a different sensory system our hands and fingers have a of a different kind of sensory system and what's been coming forward lately too is that our skull is like an organ uh of sensory that receives and transmits sensory 
information. So I know there are people that have revered crystal skulls and skulls for, for a reason, and this is, this is probably why. But to really even look at it as a sensory organ, then it really puts a whole new light on this, this topic and what our, even our skeleton is, is doing. It feels the vibrations even from the earth that comes up from our feet, vibrates the bones, vibrates the, what's coming right now is the sphenoid bone and will vibrate the pineal, which has, my understanding is that it has uh, little crystalline structures in the, in the pineal and that when that is all vibrating, that we can vibrate our skull and also then transmit sound wave information through our skull. So that's a, really a brand new way of, of looking at this. So the point here is that in order to retrieve our sentience, in order to become the clairvoyant, omniscient human, we must start with our own physical vessel. And as more and more layers of the soul are integrating with the body, then this reconnecting to this sentient nature as soul is, is going to become much more significant. And we have the potential to really uh, make a make a leap as a uh, collective consciousness, and this is obviously those of you listening. This is what we are. This is what we are trying to do. And again, it's important to pay attention out in the world of what is false information, what does not feel right, what is feels like hidden agendas that the more and more we can become conscious and sentient about this, then the, the deeper, the clearing that we can assist in um, doing, and meaning the clearing and dismantling, dissolving, nullifying uh, the hidden agendas that has been controlling the planet. With that, this message feels complete. Thank you for joining us, and join us next time when the message will be from our dear friend Nick, who will be talking about mom love and how it exists in both males and females. So join us next time, and until then, peace be with you.